Or from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, we turn to another production that uh, aired across all major networks in explaining to the American people what was ahead in the war. The title of the series was appropriately enough, This is War, and the writer-director was Norman Corwin. We're going to play the first episode of This is War from you. Original air date was February 14th of 1942. You are listening to a program presented by the four major networks of America. Its principal voice will be that of Lieutenant Robert Montgomery, United States Navy. First, there is a letter for you to hear. A letter from the President of the United States. In Washington, Archibald McLeish will read it to you. Here is Mr. McLeish. I have the honor to read this letter from the President. Dear Mr. McLeish, difficulties the American people must face in following and understanding this war have been constantly on my mind of late. In all history, never has a war been extended over so much of the world. We are obliged to think not in terms of countries, but of continents, not in terms of armies, but in terms of entire peoples and the seven seas. This challenge to our understanding, like the war itself, is a challenge we can meet successfully. The people of this country possess means of communicating with each other which enable them to face and to overcome the greatest difficulties in the way of understanding. I am especially gratified to note that for the first time the four major networks and their hundreds of affiliated stations have given their time, their facilities and talents for a series of broadcasts devoted to the telling of facts to the people of the United States and those throughout the whole world wherever people are allowed to listen to free words to hear the truth. The cooperation of these networks and stations will make it possible to carry across our continent from one shore to the other a fuller comprehension of the nature of the war in which we are engaged and of the nature of the labor we must undertake, the sacrifices we must undergo, and the dangers we must endure to win it. Yours sincerely, Franklin D. Roosevelt. I should like to add my own appreciation of the action of the networks and of the radio industry as a whole in devoting their tremendous facilities to the series of programs which begins tonight. Our enemies in this war have made one use of radio. The United Peoples are making another and a very different use. A use which will meet the Axis strategy of lies with the United Peoples strategy of truth. The Nazi party began its activities years ago by turning the radio against the people of Germany as other revolutionists might have turned machine guns. Later and after the revolution had been pushed through in Germany, the Nazis swung their broadcasts against the peoples of Europe. Finally, after Europe had been overrun, they wheeled their beams west across the Atlantic into South America and even into the United States. Their purpose at all stages of the game has been to confuse and to deceive, to trick and corrupt and cajole their own people, and to trick and frighten and confuse the peoples they have marked for conquest. They will discover before this war is over that truth is in truth more powerful than deceit, and that with the radio as with many other instruments whose use our enemies have perverted, Those who use them for freedom and for humanity can use them more effectively than those who use them for slavery and for death. The first of these programs, the program you are now about to hear, is presented in the hope that it may carry across our continent from one shore to the other, as the President has put it, a fuller comprehension of the nature of the war in which we are engaged.
what we say tonight has to do with blood and with bone and with anger and also with a big job in the making. Laughter can wait. Soft music can have the evening off. No one is invited to sit down and take it easy. Later, later. There's a war on. You hear that? That's a new airplane motor, idling on the test block. When it gets going, it turns faster than any motor ever built. Just how fast is a military secret? We can't show you the motor, but we can let you in on the sound of it. Hear that, Americans? That's the first of a hundred thousand noises like it. Hear that, London? We're making enough to go round. Hear that, Moscow? It flies wonderfully well in cold weather. Hear that, Chongqing? That sound is a new American slogan. Hear that, Batavia? Melbourne? Cairo? Ottawa? A lot of friendly horsepower there. Did you hear it too, Adolf? Did your listening posts catch the sound? Of course they did. The boys will give you a report tomorrow morning. Something about hearing a secret new plane. Wait till you see it, Adolf. Did you hear it too, Benito? Did it come through clearly on the monitor at 3XL? Hmm? By the way, how are you sleeping these nights, Duce? Any conscience trouble? Ever dream of getting stabbed in the back? Ever wonder what you've done to the people of Italy? Were you listening too, son of heaven? Did the vulgar motor ruffle the imperial tranquility? Did it cause to flutter the wings of the dove of peace? Where brooding he perched in the garden of the temple... So sorry, Your Majesty. Honorable mistake. Americans and all you allies of Americans, you know the record and you know the facts. You know where we stood and where we stand. We didn't want this war, but now we've got it and we're going to hang on to it. Anybody who thinks we're fooling and that we're fighting a pop-gun war with Sundays and holidays off and business as usual has two more guesses coming. We've tasted blood, and we've shed some blood. And there will be more of both. There will also be anger. And there will be the solemn word, and the parting of the loved one, and the troop ship slipping away in the dark. And at home, the machine turning, and the flaming forge, and the weapons coming out clean, and the work going on by day, and the work going on by night, until the big job's done. Until the big job's done and over with and finished, so as it'll stay that way. Ordinarily, we Americans are affable enough. We've never made killing a career, although we happen to be pretty good with a gun. We never felt we were that inferior. It's only people with a thumping inferiority who go around convincing each other they're a superior race. You want to hear something ridiculous? Listen. Hail Jefferson. Hail Jefferson. The United States of America overall. Today, the United States of America is ours. Tomorrow, the entire world. Hail! Hail! <laughs> oh, no. We've never been that way. We've been concerned not with owning everybody, but with everybody owning. 
We tried to make our strip of planet a good place to be born on and to live on and to have some children on. We were busy educating our people, giving them a decent slant on things, trying to see that the hungry got fed and the jobless got work, trying to remember the forgotten man, trying to deal out a better deal around the table. A sentimental people, a sympathetic people, we make no bones about it. We show it and we act it, and sometimes we even sing about it, not songs of complaint or hate, not horse vice leader, but compassionate songs, songs for the underdog, songs for the poor man in the rich country. Once I built a tower to the sun, brick and rivet and lime. Once I built a tower, now it's done. Brother, can you spare a dime? That's us, all right. We like opera and symphony and swing, but still a song about a jobless worker can sweep the country. We like Cinderella stories and the thin man, but still a novel about a dispossessed Oklahoma family named Jode can become a bestseller and be made into a movie. Did someone ask whether this country has a heart? Whether it could spare a dime? Well, we could spare a dime, and we did spare a dime. And we also spared some dollars to build some roads and to build some houses and to build some men. And we were getting somewhere. We were on our way, minding our own business. We had plenty to do. The last thing we wanted was this war. But we got it. It came. It came on a quiet Sunday morning out of the dirty dawn. It came with a grinning face behind a mask of peace. It came with an immortal shame. Came with the compliments of a poker-faced Mikado of the Showa era, which means enlightened peace. Came through the courtesy of the highest gentleman of Japan, whose bombers swooped and strafed while his ambassadors bowed and scraped. That's how it came. But not, however, how the fight will go. He who starts avalanche rarely stops saying, Old Chinese-American proverb. We singing people sing a different kind of tune now. A battle hymn made up of strains of music from a thousand whirring dynamos and working locomotive bells and tractors groaning in low gear. An orchestration all the world will listen to. A hundred thousand airplanes for wind instruments. Heavy guns for timpani. The melody you know already. Song in the key of B. B for vindication. B for victory. Here is a riddle for the German shortwave listener to solve. Why is this music like a tank which has been captured by the Russians on the Eastern Front? Answer? Because it is a German product to be used against the Nazis. Wait a minute, stop. What is the enemy? We know what we are, but what is the enemy? What is this thing for which we stopped what we were doing and put our private plans in storage? For which we got into uniform and made friends with a gun? What is it we have pledged our lives and fortunes and our sacred honor to destroy 
saying goodbye, meanwhile, to the easy life, to the old routine, saying so long to the 8.15 commuter's train and the drive through the park on Sunday, saying goodbye to the wife, the folks, the kid. See you later to the boys at the office. What is the enemy that we have done these things and done them quickly and been glad to do them? He is these things. He is this. Sind Sie Kurt Östermann? Was ist los? Sind Sie Kurt Östermann? Ja. Weiter wollen wir nichts wissen. Heil Hitler! Heil Hitler! Gehen wir. The enemy is murder international. Murder unlimited. Quick murder on the spot or slow murder in the concentration camp. Murder for listening to the shortwave radio. Murder for listening, for marrying a Pole, for propagation of the faith, for speaking one's mind, for trading with a non-Aryan, for being an invalid too long. The enemy is the assassin with the swagger and the smoking gun, the stumble bum set up in business by the patron state. The enemy is this. The happy warrior has written him a book of reminiscences. Ho ancora in mente l'effetto d'un gruppetto di galla, sbocciare come una rosa. Essendogli piombato in mezzo qualche tubo della mia gelatiera, era molto divertente. Translation. I still remember a group of gallo horsemen blowing up like an unfolding rose as one of my bombs fell in their midst. It was exceptionally good fun. His laughter over the bleeding stump, the cold smile of the officer who stands watching while the hostage digs his own grave, the coarse joke over the girl just raped. The enemy is the torture gag, worked out with patience and a kind of humor, officially approved, given the nod by the high command, given the go-ahead by the big boss at the big desk at the far end of the long road. The enemy is this. The enemy is the bridge of an aircraft carrier, busy with details, steaming south-southeast on the night of December 6th, the enemy is a command to bomb an open city. The enemy is a plan and a system and a science and a method and a blueprint of utter degradation. The enemy is guns and tanks and ships and planes and factories and all the arsenal of fascism. What fascism consists of, 600 million slaves in Europe and in Asia are aware. What fascism accomplishes, dead women and dead children can explain to you. The dead dead and the living dead as well, whose stories we have heard but never quite believed. 
whose agonies no tongue, no symbol, no imagining can ever utter. Shall a picture tell you how the marrow of the bones decays? Can a poem in a magazine express the green scum gathered on the soul? Will a broadcast on the radio impersonate the gnaw of hunger in the bowel? The dead dead and the living dead. They know what kind of order is the new order. They can tell you. You have but to ask them. Ask them now and take down what they say. Dead of an accidental fall. But it was not an accident. And you, madam? I... I couldn't stand it anymore. And you? Shot trying to escape. That's the report. I was sitting in my cell writing a letter. And you? It rained that morning when they lined us up. A hundred of us. Picking every tenth man at random. We were stood between their rifles and the wall. That was the last thing I remembered. It was a cold rain. Spreading its sorrow over. Cautioning the earth concerning winter. The stone beneath our feet was good French stone. The wind that drove the rain was the west wind blowing over the fields of France. The sky was a French sky. The rain was a French rain. Only the bullets were German. How long does this go on, O Frenchman? How long the swilling Nazi, his heels authoritative on the boulevard? How long before the bloody night of vengeance and the free day rising over the roofs of Paris? Frenchman, how long? That we shall answer in good time. That we shall reply to formally. What is the enemy? The enemy is a liar also. A gigantic and deliberate and willful liar, lying blood-red lies and proud of it. What is a big lie, worthy of the enemy? Wir werden keinen anderen Pfad beschreiten, als den, der von den Verträgen festgelegt ist. Das deutsche Volk denkt gar nicht daran, irgendein Land zu überfallen. Translation? We will tread no other path but that laid down by the treaties. German people have no thought of invading any country, said by the Führer in May 1933. Japan has no territorial designs in China, said by Foreign Minister Yoshizawa, December 1931. Italy will never take the initiative of starting a war, said by the Duce on Christmas Day 1931. Japan has the heart of a dove of peace, but a snake, the United States and Great Britain, has placed its egg in the dove's nest, said by Major Kunio Akiyama in February 1941. Mi comprendono e mi amano. Victory kisses our flags. I feel that all Italians understand and love me. 
said by Signor Mussolini. They may lie to their own people, but no more to us. They may hire quizlings for a fennig, pay the traitor with a silver trinket, set a black shirt haw-haw braying on the shortwave radio. But the kidding's done with, and the shameless words no more will play with good men's gullibilities and hopes. We see the clear way now. Not peace at any price, but victory at any price. Not the soft, appeasing answer and the turning of the other cheek, but cannon speaking for us and the loud persuasion of the bursting bomb. A big job in the making. A big job for Americans. A job to do with fighting. In the air and on the land and in the water, allied fighting men are en route to a greater rendezvous tonight than any you or I shall keep before the morning. This is war. It won't be won by thoughtful editorials or by a voice like this or words like these. It won't be won by sitting home and letting others do the work. It won't be won by figuring that we can never lose because we've never lost. It may be that America has never lost a war, but neither, for that matter, has Japan. This is war, and war is sweat and grime, and mud, and overtime, and never mind the profits. This is war, and has to do with blood, and bone, and anger, and a big job done by many. This is war. Hey. What? Mary's dead. Well? Lift him over. Ain't got the strength. Lift him. Give me a hand. Two survivors. 34 are missing. It appears on page 18, six column over. This is war. Tico. Patiche. Pastoy. Vatan. Zagroy. It appears on page 12 under a communique stating nothing new to report. During the night, advance patrols made contact with the enemy. This is war. Start intravenous injections. Saline and glucose. Set up for plasma. Uh, the blunt scissors and forceps. Mm-hmm. There she is. Shrapnel's better. This is routine. All right. This does not appear in print. This is war. And by the way, how are you fighting it? Or are you? What are you doing with your share of the Republic's time? Are you too good, too proud, too special? Are your hands too soft? Are you bored, indifferent? Is humanity beneath you? Are you satisfied to give the brush off to the greatest struggle of all time? The fight is on and you are in it. In it all the way. If it goes down, then you go down. Don't kid yourself about that. You and your family and your friends and your church and your job and your savings and your ambitions. The fight is on and you are in it, whether you handle a bayonet or a monkey wrench. Both are good weapons. 
The sword is mighty, and the pen is mighty, and the rubber tire also. The bombardier is mighty, and the carpenter, the nurse, the teacher, air raid warden, paper saver, rumor killer. All of you are entered in the lists. All of you are making noises to be heard. You want to hear the sounds of battle? Listen. Grinding job for a valve on one of the new tank motors. Getting out a report for a production conference. Know those 125,000 planes we're making? There go parts for two of them on the assembly line. Practicing for a benefit. China Relief. These, these are all battle noises. These are all related to the roaring cannon and the stuttering machine gun. Notes and harmonies and rhythms belonging to the massive music of the battle hymn of the United Peoples. Shells will whistle at their work, and we at ours, each making a certain music in a special way. Some will instruct machines to hum, and others swing the crane and truck the load. Songs will rise up from our singing people, some well worth the nation's ear. Songs to work to, and to fight to, and to set our quotas to. Well, the German army general said, yes, they missed connection. They went a hundred miles a day, but in the wrong direction. Hey, round, round, hit the spray, round, round we go. tunes perhaps, harsh maybe, hard to take, but when the final chorus comes, it will be solemn and it will be great, an anthem for a free and a secure society of men the world around. To that day, we must dedicate this day, together with our fighting brothers in all lands. There's a new job in the making, but it can be done. It can and will be done. Both friend and foe shall witness how we do it. All right now. Give us again that new American slogan, and with it, let us toast our comrades in the fight. To the men of the United Kingdom on our far-flung fronts, thumbs up. To Soviet fighters on our eastern front, Privetstoyem Bas. To all the men of China, Changhua, Minkwao, Wanwan Sui. To the Netherlanders fighting with us on our fight along the Indies, Prost to the betrayed but never conquered Czechs, the doughty Greeks, the Yugoslavs still fighting in the hills, the Austrians who wait the day to smash their Anschluss, to the Poles who shall remember Warsaw, to the proud Norwegians and the calm disdainful Danes, to the Belgians and the French who smolder in their chains, 
to the Mingo peoples of Malaya. Take heart. Resist much. Fight how you can. We are building for you. We are on the move. We are pointing to the day. To our own men across many ski seas and in the many foreign skies. Good gunning to you. And Godspeed and victory. you to join us again next Saturday evening when the four major networks bring you the second of this new series uniting the resources of American radio. Your narrator tonight was Lieutenant Robert Montgomery, United States Navy. The original musical score was composed and conducted by Lynn Murray. The program was written and directed by Norman Corwin. Paul Muni will appear next week in a program entitled The White House and the War. Broadcast by the four major networks at this same time. This is war. influence. It had all those hallmarks um, of Corwin's sense of poetry that I guess we've missed a little bit over the past uh, month or so. For those curious, the um, folk song about Hitler wasn't one that was, uh, I think, was too popular with country music fans of the era, but actually it grew on me a little bit as I was listening to it. That will do it for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.